right, thanks for checking into the Brain Radio podcast. This is a super awesome bonus episode. Very excited about it. Bonus episode number nine. This is my interview with Darian Renee. Um, she's just incredibly talented, uh, awesome person. She has her hands in basically everything musical around here, especially. Uh, she's a vocalist, a producer, a lyricist, a guitarist, a pianist. She has mixing and mastering credits. Um, she can do pretty much everything, and she gives lessons to pretty much everybody around here on all of that stuff. Um, she plays shows at all sorts of places around town, either with a band or by herself. Um, and she's just a really incredible musician. And I was lucky enough to get to play with her a few months back and get to know her a little bit. And so I got her on the podcast. Um, we've known each other online for a, a little over a year or so, probably around the time I started creating my Brain Radio and Landonius Monk public stuff. And it seemed just like we had a billion trillion mutual friends. And then uh, one of our closer mutual friends, Clint, she came to hang out with him and uh, at the acoustic open mic night that Clint and I host together and she sat in on a whole bunch of songs and was just awesome and uh, the next week her and I hosted the acoustic open mic night together because Clint couldn't make it so uh, we trudged our way through an entire gig had never played together at all before and uh, it, we did great it was awesome she was just killer all I had to do is just uh, follow her and pretend to pretend like I knew what I was doing and it was easy because she was great so uh, and we just got along and had a great time, so I'm super glad I got her over on the podcast. I am very thankful that she was able to do so, and everybody loves Darian. So um, if you want to get to know Darian, keep on listening. Here is my interview with the one and only Darian Renee. Darian Renee, thank you for being on my podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, so... Um, I'm super honored to have you on my podcast because you're incredibly talented. We met at a open mic through our friend Clint, and it was a little bit weird because we'd ever never actually like met in person, and then all of a sudden we're playing a gig together for the first time, um, <laughs> which was cool and and it was awesome. But I want to know where did you come from and <laughs> how did you get here? Where did I come from? Yeah. Where did I go? Go back <laughs> as far as you dare. Okay. Where did I come from? Yeah. Well, I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, that's cool. Um, my dad's side of the family had lived there for a few generations. Hmm. And my both my parents got married, went out there, and had me. Cool. Um, and then for a number of reasons, they all, the whole family ended up moving back to the mainland. Mm. So I don't have family in Hawaii anymore, that's which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> they, um, I find plenty of other reasons to visit. So, yeah. And they all joke. That's why if you do have family or friends in Hawaii, they say everyone buys a small house that's so that nobody can accidentally move in with them when they come to visit. That's funny. <laughs> that's weirdly true. My stepbrother has a very small house. In yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's what so, they say anyway. Yeah. Well, so you were born there. Yep. And then did you guys come to Idaho? or how Yeah. Okay. We went straight to Idaho. And really the only sense of it I can make people are all, always like well why why idaho yeah. <laughs> from hawaii um but my family is like really wildlife outdoors people mm, okay. 
And so um, they spent a lot of time like North Shore Hawaii and more of the wilderness and more of nature. Mm -hmm. And Idaho, as we know, is full of that. (laughs) So here we are. Um, Moved here when I was young. It was pretty much a culture shock for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big difference. um, But like I, I grew up here. I went to school here. I went to high school here. And then. I traveled around a bunch for music, but I just keep coming back. Something keeps drawing me back. So now I'm based here. Right on. What was your earliest musical memory? So I remember, and it's, I'm really fortunate for this experience because I just knew from like a really young age that I wanted to play music. It was like, the sky is blue, the grass is green, and... I'm going to make music one day. It was just something I knew I wanted to do. Um, And I remember like watching TV and like I grew up in the 90s. So like watching like Britney Spears and the boy bands and like pop music and just being like, oh, I'm going to do that. And that was like my earliest memories was watching people on TV or like live music at like the county fair and seeing people on stage and just... That's how I knew I wanted to be an artist because I think there's like a separation between where you watch live music and you're like, oh, they're really good. I appreciate that. And then me being really little and watching it and being like, move over. I'm getting up there. (laughs) You know? You got the look at me syndrome. Yeah, I really did. (laughs) (laughs) I think you kind of have to have that a little bit. Everybody's got a little bit of... Artists artists are weird that way because we're like, look at me. And then when people are looking, you're like, why is everybody looking at me? Stop it. I'm just trying to do my thing. I'm a brooding artist here. (laughs) So like... Like was it like boy bands? Like those, was it like the vocals that? Got oh you yeah, like and I loved and I loved Britney and Madonna and okay. Christina Aguilera and like the powerhouse vocalists. Yeah, they all are. All three of them are. Just yeah, killers, so. and that was kind of like my introduction nice. to, um, kind of my love of like really powerful vocals. Was I started with like '90s pop, and then um, my parents listened to classic rock. So I I also heard a lot of like Janis Joplin and like the women of the 80s and I just fell in love with it. But I didn't know how I was going to make music at that age or what I was going to end up doing. And from a young age, I really like I knew I needed some kind of education. Okay. Um, like my first instrument was piano. And so I I started playing by ear but, like, my my family at the time, like, we were, like, dirt poor. Like, mm-hmm. they couldn't afford to put me in lessons. I didn't get into music lessons for a really long time. So I was kind of, I was really drawn to pop music. But I also had, like, this ear for classical. And I was like, oh, well, maybe if I hear it, I can, like, sit down and figure it out. So that was kind of how it all started that's pretty cool so was it like just the family piano sitting in the living room that you started banging on? yeah we we didn't even have one it would be like i would go to a friend's house after school Mm. or like my mom would take me over to a friend's house and they would have a keyboard or a piano and i'd be like can i play your piano and they'd look at my mom and be like does she play my mom would say no and they'd be like well, then, no, you can't play our piano because you're just going to bang on it or yeah, break yeah, something, yeah. you know. So I actually just, like, molded over for a really long time. Like, when I can sit down at that piano, 
what am I going to play? Yeah, what am I going to do? You need someone to let you <laughs> yeah. bang around on Yeah, that. and so finally, I think I snuck over to one um, while my mom was in the other room, and I started playing, and I hear her friend go, oh, can you, like, go shut off the radio? So my mom comes in, and she's like, oh, that's not the radio. That's my kid playing the piano. So you just had it like and built in. You're just like something. <laughs> I was I was ready for it. Yeah, you <laughs> I'd were. been waiting. That's funny. <laughs> so after that, they let me touch the piano. That's good. <laughs> well, what was your first on stage musical experience? Like, what was the first time you huh. went up and did it in front of people? Well, I did musical theater as a young nice. kid, All and right. that was probably my introduction. That was my introduction to like professional performing um and that wasn't (laughs) as scary i'll say because like you're on stage with a bunch of other people Mm. and it's like you rehearse and you know your lines and you know your entrances but then probably when i was like i was in my first gigging band when i was 12 and it was with a bunch of other 12 year olds and it's it was pretty cute but if i told you who else was in it like there's still people who play around here oh, to really? this day and we're all and we're all like 12 years old and our guitarist's dad is our band manager oh, wow. and they had a practice room with a PA in their house and we'd go to their house twice a week <laughs> and then we'd gig on the weekends That's and awesome. that was the first time where I kind of felt like oh it's just me singing and yeah. it's like if I forget the words or if I mess up like it affects the whole show yeah. <laughs> like oh crap <laughs> we're not just playing longer records right <laughs> so one thing that i'm always really curious about with like everybody that creates their own music is where do you feel like that need to create comes from like you seems like you've had it your whole yeah. life like where do you think that comes it's from? really strange i'm i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um but i would start out um, pretty much in the, mostly in the mornings, like right when I woke up mm-hmm. as a kid and at night, like before, before bed, I would have these spiral notebooks and I would just write songs. It wasn't poetry. It was just song lyrics. And I was writing like standard pop structure, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And I like, I have notebooks full of them from when I was little and I would write these songs and I just I knew that was just what I wanted to do and I didn't question it. And it was almost like to this day, I'd probably call it like not to be like new agey, but like a spiritual thing Mm. to where I just felt like it was an outlet for me and I needed to use it as my expression. Yeah. Like you're a conduit for something else. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. That's how the best stuff happens anyway. (laughs) It just kind of comes out and you're just hopefully there to receive it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's just really, it's just bizarre. I don't know why I need to do that. I'll never be rich and famous from it, but it's like, I'm still going to just like make shit and put it all out for everybody to be annoyed yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like breathing like just second nature you gotta do it beetles or stones oh shoot (laughs) oh man that is a hard one i'm partial to the beetles just because well my knowledge of the beetles is more in depth than my stones knowledge like i i geek out over the beetles and just their contributions to rock music and the music industry as a whole like they were 
the first band to do a lot of things first. But, you know, the Stones, arguably, you could say the same thing. Um, They're still going. But I know. Amazing. Everyone wants a career like that, you know, to be. (laughs) I don't know. It's a little bit. Actually, it's a little bit sad. But when you see them now you're still like holy shit these guys still rock they still got it 98 (laughs) years old and they still rock Mick Jagger's in way better shape than I am (laughs) that's the dream I think who wouldn't want that I think you're right though I think musically the Beatles have contributed more I I feel that way I'm actually not a big Stones fan I don't Mm. really know why that's a question but that is it's a question it's a huge (laughs) question I'm always just interested which, which way people go on that one um, and then another one I always like to ask is what's been playing on your brain radio? Oh my gosh. What are you listening to so the most much. these days? I listen to like a lot of, I guess you would say, modern alternative rock, alternative pop. Okay, give um, me an idea of what kind of stuff that is. Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. Heard of them? Uh, Shaky Graves. I heard of them too. Um, I think I've heard of <laughs> you actually. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Shaky Graves yeah. fan. Oh, he's like um, a... Song, singer songwriter kind of folksy yes stuff. Okay. um coulter wall uh sean james okay. like and it is like folksy folksy rock singer songwriter yeah so that's i guess what you're digging on mostly <laughs> these days yes what did you listen to on the way over here Ooh, i can tell you um i actually listened to a podcast oh, okay. on the way over share i'm a yes. podcast junkie yeah. my very favorite podcast of all time is called and the writer is okay. hosted by Ross Golan, who's just a fantastic, successful songwriter. Um, but he's he's got that series and the writer is where he interviews other successful songwriters, mm. just of all genres, and just just has a conversation with them about how they tick and why they wrote what they wrote and uh-huh. how it came to be. So I love that because that's very relevant yeah, to me. down the creative process. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else did I listen to on my way here? I listened to Paul Simon. Nice. I got his little black book right behind you. Oh, right no Every way. Every song he's got right there. Oh, I love that. Love, love me some Paul Simon. I actually have a dog named Cecilia. Yeah. After the Simon and Garfunkel song, (laughs) Uh, and she she comes when you sing the song to her too. Oh, Cecilia, (laughs) and she comes running. It's great. The rest of the time she ignores me. (laughs) Um, Mumford and Sons. Oh, nice. Love me some Mumford and Sons. Uh, The Avett Brothers. Hey, you got some classics in there. I switch it up. I think most people like everything or a little bit of everything. More you know? open now than they've ever been. Yes. And that may be part of the way the industry's changed. I feel like there's not really albums anymore. You know, it's all singles. Everybody just buys singles and everything. And I think that has opened people up to more music just because they only hear a couple songs at a time. You That's know? a good point. Yeah, it's That's I, a really good point. I miss albums, point. honestly. But I think it's just the way things are now. Yeah. And especially sales and streams are driven by the single. Yeah. Like if an artist has one 
good hit, then they can make an artsy concept album about whatever they want mm-hmm. because it's funded by that one hit, you know? <laughs> yeah. You put out like three or four albums, right? I think I, I Googled you a while ago and I was like, holy shit, she's all over the place. But I thought I saw at least four albums. Yeah, so where that that's funny that you say that because what that probably comes from is is the singles i have a lot of singles out and i technically have two albums out i have uh, one that came out about eight years ago the other side of someday Mm -hmm. and then i had one that i released in like 2012 that i just pretend doesn't exist (laughs) but you can still find it out there (laughs) well what are you working on now like oh my gosh you're all over the place yeah i really am and it's mostly because i produce for other artists Mm -hmm. so i spend a lot of my time uh, doing projects with other people nice. and for other people. But I am slowly but surely working on um, a new album for myself. I've got some singles in the works, some music videos. And like the ideas are just always running through my head. Yeah. But you can probably relate to this. I'm such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I will just sit on these songs. They'll be like 90% done on my computer for so long. And I'm like, well, it just needs that one thing or I'm not going to release it until I have the marketing lined up and the right. video lined up. And then years later, yeah. <laughs> you know, years later, you're still <laughs> tweaking the compression. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I know. Right. <laughs> it never ends. Well, that's cool. And then so tell the folks where they can find you on social media. Yeah, they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all under Darian Renee and on Spotify Amazon, iTunes, and wherever right. wherever they listen to music. Just search for Darian Renee and she'll come up. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank I'm you for having me. Super honored to have you. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to hear who the professional is in that interview there. Uh, it's not the guy who can barely hold the microphone up to his mouth that's asking the questions that you can barely hear. Uh, it's the person with the big, clear bo- voice that uh, is the professional there, obviously. So there you go. But that's my interview with Darren Renee. Sorry that I uh, can't hold the mic up to my face correctly, but <laughs> it is what it is. I'm glad I at least got her on there. You can hear her talking and answering her great questions. Um, she was great. We ended up hanging out for quite a while after that and talking about all sorts of shit. I actually wish I would have just kept the mics on and going after that. Uh, would have been cool. So maybe we'll get her in for another one at some other time. Um, and as is customary, every episode gets a song. And I picked one of Darian's songs to throw on the end of here. And this is a really pretty song called Honestly. Um, so here you go. This is Honestly. By Darian Renee. Honestly, I can feel the weight that I've been carrying. I thought you were the one, but I was marrying the moonlight, the bright skies, and let your voice break all of my ties. Honestly. Thought he was the one that I was marrying. Now every time I love, I'm just so scared of it. Digging up a heart you thought I'd buried it with.